What you want to do is cook, soak, sprout, and ferment. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, There's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Welcome to Breather Show. I got more to say, more to say on the topic of are carbs cool again? So this is our carbs cool again, part two. And again, I want to take a look at the big picture perspective. And we can start with some observations about why low carb diets and ketogenic diets, ultra low carb diets became popular, including some of the acknowledged benefits. And the uh, the carbohydrate restriction diets uh, have been wildly successful for people looking to uh, clean up health concerns and lose excess body fat. But we can also acknowledge that this success is largely attributed to the default restriction of many, many nutrient deficient processed carbohydrate foods that represent the centerpiece of the standard American diet, the standard Western diet, and the standard or the most prominent offerings that you find in the grocery store or the roadside mini mart or the menu of the restaurant or the fast food joint. And so when you go on some devoted effort to clean up your diet in any way, shape, or form, you are uh, 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 taking steps away from this default position of unfettered access to indulgent foods that represents uh, the problems associated with um, the, the disease paradigm that we exist in, where the conditions are so prominent that they have become normal. You've heard those disastrous stats that two-thirds of Americans are now classified as unhealthy or overfat, and 
uh, I believe one third total is actually classified as obese and suffering from uh, serious health risks associated with carrying that excess body fat and all the disease markers uh, that are uh, representative of that. We have record rates of type two diabetes, record growth rates to the extent that uh, Dr. Doug McGuff speculates in the book Primal Prescription that they could bankrupt the United States Treasury by the year 2060 if we continue at this rate, the expensive uh, costs of caring for type two diabetes and so forth. So we have a major, major problem and anybody doing anything to step away from that, you know, that nonstop all day ingestion of the crap, starting with the breakfast buffet and the, uh, the, the, the muffins and the waffles and pancakes and, and the scones. And then you go to lunch and you have more uh, doses of refined processed carbohydrates. You have your snack foods, even your uh, energy foods that are touted to be healthy. But again, just another form of refined carbohydrate energy, very difficult for the body to digest and absorb and assimilate. The liver gets overwhelmed easily. You get into this condition called hyperinsulinemia. That's the chronic overproduction of insulin that puts you into that disease pattern. And you are stuck there for years and decades is the main story of people who are just blindly going along with the massive ingestion of processed carbohydrates. So taking a step away from that, hey, if it's a 12-day brown rice and celery juice detox diet, you're going to get a health boost. Anything in the vegan vegetarian category, anything in the carnivore category or the ketogenic diet category, practices that are seemingly really extreme or by definition really extreme and possibly difficult to sustain over a long period of time, at least they become a great catalyst for you to get away uh, from the unfettered access to indulgent foods. So that is how they became super popular. It's pretty simple to sit down and describe the ketogenic diet in a minute or two and then send the person on their way and see how they do. And because of the high satiety value of protein foods and natural nutritious fats, you're going to have dietary satisfaction. You're going to uh, get away from those blood sugar spikes and valleys that you get from a lot of consumption of processed carbs and the necessary insulin response, and you're going to feel great. Uh, however, as I've talked about a lot on the show in recent years, um, the long-term sustainability is challenging or is a concern because these diets that are uh, extremely restrictive, whether it's calories, whether it's the time that you're eating, time-restricted window, or whether it's restricting macronutrients, uh, by definition, activate a stress response in the body. The body's not getting the expected nutrients from food, and then you have to rely upon uh, stress mechanisms to feel alert and energized during the morning when you wait until 1 p.m. to consume your first calories. Or if you're not consuming enough carbohydrates, we know that the body will gracefully and efficiently turn over to uh, the manufacturing of ketones in the liver and send these energy-rich molecules to the brain, prioritizing use by the brain. They burn really cleanly and efficiently in the brain, uh, arguably better than glucose with less uh, reactive oxygen species. And so ketone burning has fantastic health benefits, but we must not uh, uh, discount the idea that ketone manufacturing, ketosis, is a survival mechanism to help the body survive and even thrive in the absence of dietary carbohydrates. It's likely that a significant portion of our ancestors faced such 
uh, scarcity uh, on the patterns of the year where there wasn't much food in the winter or in their environment when they were navigating and migrating. And so ketone manufacturing became an elegant survival mechanism that can be used today as a tool, as a weapon against that uh, overindulgence. But again, it has to be categorized as a stressor and then uh, reflected or compared in uh, in association with all the other forms of stress that you face in general everyday life. So as I've, as I've discussed a lot, when I'm trying to perform and recover as my main motto these days for longevity and enjoying my life and pursuing my peak performance goals, perform, recover, perform, recover, my new motto, uh, when I consider the necessity or the rationale for following a ketogenic diet at this point, I am going to reject that. Same with fasting, because I want all of my stress mechanisms directed to my athletic performance performance goals and all the fitness and health benefits that I accrue from performing and recovering. So instead, I'm striving for maximum cellular energy status at all times by sourcing the most nutritious and easy to digest foods on the planet of all categories, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And that's going to be my talking point for now. Um, I had a great comeback from a a, a a listener, reader who said, Brad, that's easy for you to say uh, because you're a lifelong athlete with low body fat levels. And so uh, the big bowl of fruit works for you in the morning. Um, but what about uh, the rest of us who are struggling uh, with excess body fat or perhaps concerns in blood values? And I'm going to contend that if you simply clean up your act as the first order of business and eliminate these nutrient deficient processed foods from your diet, uh, and we're talking about all the processed carbohydrates and the grain-based meals that have become the centerpiece in recent decades, that's when you can experience massive health awakenings. You don't necessarily need to jump to these highly restrictive diets uh, like keto, like time-restricted feeding, uh, like carb restriction, uh, low-fat diet, vegan, vegetarian diet, carnivore-only diet. Uh, because they can potentially be too stressful and difficult to sustain. But what's not difficult to sustain and is not stressful is to cut that junk out of your diet before we talk about anything else. Okay, so this is why carb, low-carb diets, keto diets became so popular because they got us away from that unregulated access to indulgent foods. Now, uh, this does not mean that you experience a direct benefit from reducing overall carb intake in your diet. Um, it's, it's, it's an associated or an indirect benefit of staying away from something and getting a health benefit because the things that you eliminate are bad. And that's where we have to have that really important distinction where a natural, nutritious, easy to digest carbohydrate food, namely fruit would be top of the category. And the other things that I talk about often, like the uh, starchy tubers, sweet potatoes, white rice is believed to be... Um, a source of carbs that has a little to no concerns with anti-nutrients. And so a good carbohydrate source for those that need it and enjoy it. Uh, honey is on that list. I also have on my chart, the carnivore scores food rankings chart. My other favorite sources, of course, my uh, macadamia magic nut butter. And uh, let's see, I have raw honey on there. I have dark chocolate on there. And you can uh, choose yourself 
to the nutritious plant foods that you enjoy. And when you have concerns that I talked about a lot in the last show about the natural plant toxins that can cause some reactivity, what you want to do is cook, soak, sprout, and ferment the foods that are most problematic with potential anti-nutrient reactivity. Um, and the categories of plant foods that are the most reactive are uh, roots, seeds, leaves, and one other one, pressure, roots, stems, seeds, and leaves. Uh, so seeds would be anything like any grain food, uh, nut and seed, obviously. Um, uh, and the, uh, the stems and the leaves would be all the leafy greens and things like that. These are the foods that you really need to watch out to uh, at least prepare them properly or perhaps avoid them on a period of restriction and see if you improve. And I talked a lot about that at the last show where my super nutrition green smoothie with all the purported health benefits was ripping apart my digestive tract every single day, stopped making it, transitioned over to a more sensible. Today, my smoothie is, of course, the B-Rad super fuel, whey protein plus creatine and a lot of frozen fruit rather than frozen vegetables, because fruit is that wonderful category of plant foods that has very low or little to no uh, sensitivity concerns with uh, reactivity to the natural toxins. Um, it's the final offering of the plant. That's why it's low toxin. It's meant to be consumed, unlike the roots, seeds, stems, and leaves, which are not meant to be consumed because you're killing the plant and the future generations of the plant. Okay, that's the botany lesson uh, thrown in here to the breather show. Um, so we also must recognize that when we talk about the uh, potentially oversimplified carbohydrate insulin model of obesity, we have to also throw in the emerging research and the great experts that are promoting this idea that refined industrial seed oils are uh, perhaps the leading culprit in insulin resistance, even more so than carbohydrates. And the thinking is that all carbohydrates are converted into glucose and burned in the bloodstream. Uh, when you only get a problem when you disturb homeostasis with your carbohydrate ingestion. This is a quote from both Dr. Kate Shanahan and Dr. Peter Atia make this point. Dr. Kate says it colorfully when she says when the when she says uh, when the glycogen suitcases are open, then the carbs you consume will go right into the suitcases to fill them up. So if you're an active, energetic, high-performing person that burns a lot of calories, particularly carbohydrates in vigorous workouts, and you go and refuel, uh, that sugar, that nasty, terrible carbohydrate is going to go right in to restore his glycogen. And it's even true that any form will immediately go to restoration before it can potentially cause a problem in the liver, in the bloodstream uh, with an insulin response. So if you go and uh, have a tough three-hour basketball practice like my son did every day for high school and a couple of years of college, and he decides to stop at 7-Eleven and bang a bag of Skittles and a Slurpee, um, the health risks of that massive dose of sugar ingestion are going to be minimal, <laughs> not only due to the young age of the consumer of sugar, but also because when you're in that glycogen depleted state, your body is hungry to replenish. And so this is a really important point to take away. Uh, I love that term energy toxicity that Dr. Lane Norton uses a lot. And it it presents this carb problem or this uh, dilemma, this question, are carbs cool again or not? 
it all is in context of how your energy production is during the day, how active you are, how good your metabolism's working. If you're staying away from uh, chemicals and highly processed foods that overwhelm the liver and prompt things like uh, the uric acid problems that you can read about in best-selling books, but I believe are warnings and uh, admonitions that are framed in the disease paradigm where someone who has unfettered access to indulgent foods and lifelong uh, ingestion of uh, nutrient deficient foods and the relevant appropriate uh, or the obvious disease patterns accordingly, uh, like uh, adverse blood factors, uh, uh, more than a few signs of the uh, the five metabolic syndrome disease markers, that's when you can get into trouble, even with, for example, eating quote unquote too much fruit. But I challenge any expert on the planet to look at my giant bowl of fruit and my giant protein smoothie that I consume every morning to front load my energy and tell me that this is somehow compromising my health. And I'll even take it a step further and challenge anyone to say that fasting would be better for me than starting my active, energetic, high-performing day with a giant bowl of fruit and a giant protein smoothie. So we can uh, accept debate candidates you can email podcast at bradventures.com and we can debate through these things. And again, as I mentioned, the reader's comment, easy for you to say, Brad, you're super active and all that. But again, clean up your act, go source natural, nutritious foods of all kinds. The fruit is going to do you well. The emphasizing protein as your first dietary goal is going to do you well. And getting an appropriate amount of natural nutritious fats is going to help with all manner of hormonal and metabolic function. So when you are fully fueled on good foods, guess what's going to happen to your uh, uh, concerns about the spare tire or carrying excess body fat or not feeling energetic during the day. Those things are going to auto-correct in almost all cases. We might have some downstream health problems that need to be addressed by functional medicine. If you have a screw up, screwed up thyroid for years and decades, or you have some prescription medications that you've been taking that are affecting your overall health and vitality and metabolic function, yeah, we're going to have to correct those. But the steps toward better health longevity, better body composition is to simply get rid of the nutrient deficient processed foods and emphasize natural, nutritious, easy to digest foods. So that front loading is an interesting strategy for anyone to consider to potentially keep you away from the booby traps that are this unfettered access to indulgent foods and the centerpiece that they are in culture. So perhaps if you go and prepare a beautiful bowl of fruit and a giant protein smoothie with the B-Rad Whey Protein Superfuel every morning, you may be less likely to be a Ben & Jerry's uh, favorite customer uh, punch card list uh, later that evening. And I can uh, vouch for that myself. If I under consume uh, calories during the day or I over uh, overextend myself with energy, with workouts that are uh, slightly to significantly too strenuous and put me uh, pretty beat up and feeling crashed out on the couch, I'm also going to, over the next uh, 12, 24, 36, 48 hours after these uh, difficult and exhaustive athletic training uh, endeavors, I'm going to over consume uh, foods that are potentially uh, just quick energy and nutrient deficient. Okay, so um, I think I've covered everything on my notes. In conclusion here, 
Um, we want to optimize intake of colorful, nutritious, nutrient-dense carbs to promote overall health and vitality and guard against those potential concerns with extreme carb restriction, especially if you are active and energetic. And we have that classic example that we've talked about for many years in the progressive health space where you have a female who's high-performing crossfitter type person who's also interested in dabbling in the ketogenic diet in pursuit of all these health benefits. And it's just stress on top of more stress on top of conflict with uh, a natural uh, primary biological drive, such as reproductive fitness. And so when you see a female with a six pack who's eating in a ketogenic matter and slamming out these extremely stressful CrossFit workouts, this is a recipe for disaster. And I just pick female because uh, they have more propensity to maintain body fat and not have a six pack in pursuit of overall health and their deepest biological drive versus uh, the male who a lot of times the big problem or the biggest challenge is to ward off that spare tire over time. That's also the biggest challenge for many females because that spare tire, that accumulation of visceral fat in the abdomen is the, the, the essence of poor health and uh, indicative of an inflammatory uh, general state in the body, systemic inflammation believed to be the root cause of all disease and also can mess up with your uh, hormonal function to the extent that you uh, you suppress uh, levels of the important sex hormones that give you that energy, vitality, and motivation to go and work out and be active, healthy, and energetic. And that is all highly and strongly pointing to the consumption of chemical-laden, nutrient-deficient processed foods. So Thanks for listening to this part two. Please go to bradkearns.com and download the free uh, PDF called the Carnivore Scores Food Rankings Chart. You can find that at the bottom of the homepage, print it out, study it. And it's simply a guide to navigate to the most nutritious foods on the planet. I think it'll be really helpful to keep this in your mind all the time. Let me know if you got any questions, comments, successes to report. We love to hear your emails, read your emails, podcast at bradventures.com. Thanks for listening and sharing the show with others. Hey, ladies. You may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gainswave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gainswave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage 
advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Thank you so much for listening to the BRAD podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkerns.com to download five free ebooks and learn some great long cuts to a longer life, how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.